Hey guys, welcome back to Girlmates Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor. Um, This has been an extremely educational and eye-opening month so far, hopefully for all of us, Um, as far as like diversity and just the Black Lives Matter movement in general. And I know that Taylor and I have both been making a much bigger effort to diversify the content that we're taking in and just really making a goal of being much more mindful of watching and promoting um, content that's outside of the usual scope of ourselves, which is tends to be extremely white and making it more our just our total norm to take in art that's made by and starring black voices, um, especially up and coming black voices um, that may be were less on our radar, but now I really want to seek it out and make it, make it my radar, if that makes sense. And hopefully, um, as we seek that out, there will become more of a need for that. And there can be just more and more. And it won't be something that you'll have to like, really try hard to find it will just be there. And it's like the most popular streaming show and that more people will be consuming media made by black people and uh telling black stories so for our top three uh segment this week we wanted to talk about the things that are currently streaming that we love that are made by and starring black people yes and we kind of wanted to talk about shows that would um portray the the history and hardships and racism that Black people have had to experience. But we also wanted to talk about shows made by Black people that are fun and uplifting and show that side of the Black experience as well. Exactly. Like, I, it's been, I guess this kind of crosses over into news, but it's been interesting seeing that Netflix reported that, like, The Help is the most watched movie on netflix right now i didn't see that that's so unfortunate it's really embarrassing and it's like that particular movie just furthers like it's not black voices discussing racism it's like based on a book written by a white lady and it's by it like totally is leaning on the whole like white savior Mm -hmm. idea like all you need is one white person to solve all of racism forever and those are not the kinds of things we wanted to talk about today at all. No. Just forget that The Help is even streaming on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I because... said that I even advertised that. <laughs> Two of the big ones that I've seen a lot of people talking about, um, but are definitely worth mentioning. And if you haven't seen them, you really should and um, need to watch them. Um, both of them made by Ava DuVernay, 13th, and also When They See Us. Um, I think both of those really uh, are very important, and both of them were extremely moving. When I watched both of them, they changed my perspective and I would say ignited more of like an anti-racist approach to my life and put me more on a path of like continuing to learn about black stories I would say I couldn't agree more both of those are I do think that they're life-changing 
both were so eye-opening to me that really put me in my place about like there's just so much that you'll just never understand that you need to be aware of about the black experience um three ones that i want to talk about that are all on amazon um there first of all is the documentary i'm not your negro and that was nominated for an oscar for best documentary the same year that 13th came out and it's compiling the writings of james baldwin who was a really distinct voice during the civil rights era like in the 60s um with martin luther king and malcolm x and it's so fascinating and it's sad to say that i hadn't heard of him until i saw this but it's it's really an amazing documentary and it's really uniquely made because like he has this poetic way of writing and um it's just combined with all this footage and photos from that era it's really interesting and i highly recommend that as well and two other movies that are available on amazon too are moonlight which obviously was the oscar best picture winner um and love and basketball and these ones um they're both like love stories presented in really interesting ways um like I'll never forget watching Love and Basketball in high school on TV because I was kind of like I have such funny feelings watching this movie like it's so romantic and (laughs) just like really hits you in your heart and it's really really good (laughs) funny (laughs) feelings yeah that's a preteen me talking (laughs) (laughs) it's very it's very sexy and very romantic and really good um and moonlight is so unique because i feel like i mean in my again super limited sphere i feel like i don't know a lot of uh movies and shows that kind of describe like the lgbtq black experience and moonlight obviously like thank goodness it won the best picture oscar that year because it really does that really beautifully and really artistically and yeah, that one's right there on Amazon waiting for you to watch it as well. I will uh, piggyback on your Black LGBTQ um, experience and say um, this weekend I watched the documentary t- about Marsha P. Johnson titled The Death and Life of Marsha P. Johnson. And she's a trans Black woman who was very important in the in Stonewall and the gay rights movement and it was extremely sad and um really informational and it's on Netflix and it was just made a couple years ago so yeah that's available on Netflix to watch and I think it's definitely worth your time as well um and then one of the fun mentions, I think Insecure is always worth mentioning. We'll be talking about Insecure's latest season next week as it wraps up. And I just love, I love them and I love that show. And um, if you haven't watched it already, you should. Yeah, Insecure is one of those shows that it's so good that it's crazy that it's not like the show everyone's watching. Mm-hmm. Um, and on a less 
happy hilarious note i also need to watch that documentary because i not only do i know practically nothing about marsha p johnson i i'm not even really that know that much about the stonewall riots yeah you know i actually it didn't go into them as much as i was hoping it would so i am planning on doing more research on that okay because i agree yeah i i just feel i'm like I don't know. I I need to get off my high horse in general that I'm like, wow, I'm like so informed. I'm so woke. No, I'm clueless and just like a straight white person who mm-hmm. doesn't know anything. And mm-hmm. so it's like I and I, I mean, I don't it's like we never want to come across as like pandering, sharing this content and stuff. But it's like I genuinely want to take in as much as I can, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm like I'm like thirsty for all these recommendations. So I appreciate that one too because I didn't know that was on Netflix. Yeah, you're very welcome. Um, my my last ones I want to talk about are comedies, um, both new and old. Because um, if you haven't watched Atlanta, I know it's on FX, so it's been kind of hard to watch at times. But now it's all finally on Hulu, and um, Atlanta is just such a great show because, yes, it like it shows the black experience because these are all black characters but it's like it's the most unique comedy like ever it's so interesting and it's like kind of like a fantasy but also grounded in reality and the acting is all so good and it's really really funny but sometimes it's like the it's so out there that it's like what is real like it's it's so interesting and like couldn't recommend it more highly obviously and we've talked about Atlanta before but it's still a great show and it's even it's like more available than it's ever been so definitely recommend that one and then I I couldn't get out of my head how much when I was a kid and I rewatched it when Disney Plus came on but honestly Smart Guy is like one of the best sitcoms of all time it's so funny and I feel like it's like kind of it's kind of revolutionary that in the 90s we had all these comedies that were just like about like these black families and it's just like family dynamics and it's kind of like I I kind of like to think that stuff like that being so mainstream for us kids was just like showing it's like see like white families black families like everyone's just families and family dynamics are like unique but also similar and relatable no matter what race you are you know yeah, did you see that clip of That's So Raven that was kind of going around Twitter this last week? They no, had I like didn't. a whole, there was like a whole episode storyline where Raven wasn't hired because they like legitimately flat out said we don't hire black people. And like that was a whole storyline that was in That's So Raven. And like I think that that is really cool that that was there and... um also the proud family i loved the proud family and i think both of those shows were really important to me as a child and i'm glad i watched them yeah me too and i feel like if you like if there are parents that happen to be listening to this and like looking for black content you can watch with your kids like those are all like disney plus shows that are super family friendly but also clearly kind of get into topics like that you know yeah, like I don't really know what's around for kids these days because I'm not as in tune with children. <laughs> so I, I like wouldn't be one to say like, 
here are some great ideas to watch with your kids that are like on now, but I for sure know about ones that are still available from when we were kids and those are still great. I think they hold up. Yeah, I think they do too. This week we watched the new season of Homecoming um, on Amazon, season two, starring the one and only Queen Janelle Monae. It is consecutive with the first season, but it's like all in the point of view of Janelle Monae's character. Correct? Was Is that, would you say yes. that's correct? There are some parts in the middle of the season that are like, kind of catching us up from the perspective of Aud- the character of Audrey who's like kind of an assistant in the first season mm-hmm. played by Hong Chow who is so funny because she shows up in like everything. She shows up in a lot of stuff and she's really she's in, good. Yeah she's in Watchmen. Ooh Watchmen is actually another show that is Oh really that's actually right true. Now. Yeah. Definitely go Add back that and watch one to Watchmen. The list. <laughs> yes. Watchmen is so amazing. And honestly, like, I keep thinking about things that are, like, so, so, so relevant from it. And anyway, that's great. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it, it kind of jumps around, like, to back to the first season's timeline a little bit to, like, explain how certain things happen. Like, mm-hmm. um, the character of Audrey, kind of, like, what was going on behind the scenes with her. But present, like, current time is janelle monet's perspective yes and i was actually um i kept getting it confused with watchmen i was like wait is this storyline from watchmen or is this storyline from homecoming and i was getting confused and i honestly am still a little confused (laughs) if i'm being completely honest yeah it was kind of hard for me this season because i felt like i didn't remember anything from season one same and they did like a little recap, but I don't even really feel like any of the recap was helpful for season two. No, I feel like they needed to be more explanatory and maybe make the recap longer. Uh-huh. I, w- I felt pretty lost at the beginning. I had to be kind of looking up old episode descriptions. Um, And even then I was kind of like, I'm kind of confused. My um, My biggest question is what happened to Julia Roberts' character? Because in the end of season one, didn't she go find, what's his name? Sorry. Walter. Walter. I was going to say Will. I knew it was a W. Yeah, they were, she, they were like in a diner together. Okay. That's one of the parts I remember the best. But then they never, ever mentioned her in season two, correct? I think they may have only mentioned her name when they're talking about like his paperwork or something like mm-hmm. some characters maybe mentioned her um i almost felt like while i was watching season two it didn't really feel like a full new season it almost felt just kind of like an epilogue mm-hmm. if that makes sense like um it was going back and explaining some things and some characters were there again like bobby cannavale was there mm-hmm. um and so was um Alex Kaparsky? Yes. It was it was weird. <laughs> I um I kind of wish that it was like its completely own storyline for season 2 because it was just hard for me to I felt like I was pretty connected to the first season. Mhm. 
and I felt like pretty emotionally connected, especially to like Walter's character. Mm-hmm. And in this one, I was kind of like, you know, I don't really care what happens to this company um, or these characters. Like, it's hard for me. To, it was I didn't really. Well, I mean, I don't think anyone was supposed to be like we're not supposed to be rooting for a lot of characters except for probably Walter. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was it was really hard for me to get into this, even though I, it's like they had a good cast, and I feel like everyone was like performing well. The performances were really good, but I didn't really connect with the overall plot at all. Yeah, I felt just extremely confused most of the time. I still feel pretty confused. I, like, still don't really understand exactly what was going on on, like, the business side of things. Um, It felt like it was, like, a mini-series, but that had, like, extra content from season one. Yeah, it was almost like we did a Kickstarter and this was, like, our prize. Yeah. (laughs) Bonus content, like, like, special features or something. Well, and it's weird because season one was ten full episodes and this one was only seven. Oh. Yeah, we were really surprised that it was seven episodes all half hour. Yeah. I just don't think that... um, I think the storyline didn't flow as well as it could have and should have. Yeah, I agree. Which is a bummer because we were really excited when they announced like, oh, like Janelle Monae is going to be the star this season. We were like, oh my gosh, cool. Like, And I was kind of thinking it would be a completely different story. Mm Mm-hmm somehow connected but it was like literally like filling in some blanks that I actually thought the leaving them blank had been kind of interesting mm-hmm. in the first season and so mm-hmm. then when they were just kind of like explain over explaining things I was kind of like well like it almost cheapened the first season for me if that makes sense totally I completely agree I didn't hate it but I definitely didn't like it <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you love when balloons fall from the ceiling at a I party. I do love so that. I That's true. That part. <laughs> I did like that part. Um, yeah, I don't have many notes from it. Even I was like, Stephen James looks really good. Yes. Um, Joan Cusack. I love Joan Cusack. I was she just gonna like- say Joan Cusack. It was a happy, happy surprise. Yeah, and she was. I feel like a lot of these people were playing. Well, especially, I mean, mainly Janelle Monet and Joan Cusack, because I feel like Hong Chow plays that character a lot, like kind of like mysterious business lady, mm-hmm. like kind of like there's like a spooky element to her. Yes. And that was how she was again in this. And Janelle Monet, she had an interesting role in it because she plays kind of like this amnesia soldier, like kind of Walter-esque, but then then in her flashbacks she's kind of this like like manipulative uh like her job is to manipulate people out of lawsuits yeah so she's kind of a chameleon and plays a lot of different roles yeah and so it was fun to see her do all that stuff but i just wish that like the overall production had been good like match her skill because like she's very good but yeah. It was just kind of like the show itself just ended up feeling like boring to mm-hmm. me because I just felt kind of lost and like they were refusing to explain anything to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say a lot of the um, cinematography was was great. I really there were some shots that were really 
interesting. And um, something they do is that they keep the shot rolling during the credits. And um, I thought that was extremely fun and interesting. And they also did like a pretty good job of like keeping things suspenseful, but not good enough to make it interesting. (laughs) If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I that's exactly how I felt about it. It even some things that should have been like a shock. I was like, okay. Like <laughs> Consider certain like, me relationship, <laughs> like relationships between certain characters, I was kind of like, oh. Okay. Yeah. Like I just was like rolling with it instead of being like really shook. I don't know. It was just kind of a second season that I don't know like why they did it at all. Mhm. I was also try- I didn't find an answer to this, but I because like the first season's based on that podcast, and I was trying to see if this was also based on like a second season of the podcast or something, but I couldn't really find a summary of any other seasons, and I don't know if that podcast is only one season or what. Yeah, I'm not sure, but yeah, I wish I would have liked it more. It didn't hold I up agree. to the first season. No. But that's okay. Janelle did a great job. Everyone still did a good job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really do think it's it's really interesting when a show I don't enjoy a show, but I think the performances were good. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about this. Yeah. But I hope that like it wasn't like Janelle Monet was still like she carries the season. Even though I think she kind of splits like the lead role with Hong Chow in a way I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I want her to be in way more stuff because she's like such a triple threat, you know, mm-hmm. she should be an EGOT someday, but yeah, but I don't know that many people are watching this. So I hope that she just like is getting a ton more roles. Yeah. I hope so too. Okay. Well, we also watched uh, Yvonne Orji's uh, stand-up comedy special on HBO called Mama, I Made It. She plays Molly in, in Insecure. And um, I love her. She's She is so fun. Like, I literally want... I want to meet her. Like she's really, really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I was, I was like reading her Wikipedia page after I watched this because I was like, wow, she like is very, like confident and commanding on stage. Um, like as a stand-up artist. Mm-hmm. When I went back and I was reading more about her, like biography and stuff, like she oh, has she, like, like two started- degrees. Yeah, she's so interesting. I read that she um she did stand up as her talent in a beauty pageant. And like that's what inspired her to pursue comedy. Wow. And like this is after her having like a masters and stuff. Mhm. Well, I don't know the order of that, but like she also has all these masters degrees and mm-hmm. um but like she's very good at acting too. Like she's not like just like comic relief on insecure, you know? So I was mm-hmm. kind of like oh, like, how interesting that she's, like, really good, like, a live performer. Like, she she seemed, like, very natural and, like, had really great stage presence. Mm-hmm. 
even like when she first walks out, I was just like, wow, she's amazing. And just like so confident and just like so fun and like totally like um, controls this has like great stage presence and everyone in the audience was just like loving her. It was fun too because like I really only know her from Insecure mm-hmm. and on Insecure her character for those of you who haven't watched she's kind of like the responsible professional friend like in their friend group like she's a lawyer and she's still fun but she's like kind of more reserved than some of the other characters and so it was really fun seeing that she's like very like goofy and like loud in her comedy show which is like all like about her own life and her family and stuff. And it was really, really fun. It reminded me of the structure of Jenny Slate's comedy special. Um, yes, it did. What was her stage fright? Is that what it yes. was called? And how it's like half, it's half her, um, her like doing stand up, and then half her talking with her parents. And she goes home to Nigeria and is talking with her friends and family that live there. And I really, really liked that. I actually wish that there had been like, even more of that footage yeah i agree i thought it was really fun because it would show like she would tell a lot of some jokes about a specific nigerian concept or thing and then she it would show that in nigeria and like her experiencing that like uh like haggling at the market and she would like tell a bunch of jokes about that and then it would show her in nigeria at the market and i thought that it was really fun and really smart to like provide that context for people so that like everyone could can understand and like see it for themselves and it just showed that experience a lot uh a lot clearer and was fun to watch yeah i thought it was brilliant um yeah you said that perfectly i i really liked the kind of seeing the context and both parts were very funny like her interactions with her her parents were funny too. Like you can just see like where her comedy comes from, and it was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know that we I have the same birthday as her? <gasps> you do. Yeah, it's not great for me. Are you the same age? No, I think she's just I. She's pretty close to my age though. Okay. She is. She's five years older than me. Oh. So you're a baby. I am just a tiny little baby. And she's like my cool babysitter. (laughs) Well, uh, do you know how old Stephen James is? He actually is a baby. (laughs) I know that. I don't know. I don't remember how old he actually is. He's born at the very end of 1993. So... (laughs) I'm five years younger than Yvonne and five years older than Stephen James. (laughs) (laughs) Right smack dab in the middle. Did you know that he's in like a couple episodes of Degrassi? No. Like 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 the the newer ones? ones. That's how I know he's young. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't think he's in it that much, which is crazy because like they need good actors on that show and he's like a very good actor. (laughs) So why didn't they hold on to him? But whatever. Hmm. I'm sure they regret it now. I'm sure. Well, good. I'm glad you loved that as much as I did. Yeah, it was it was really, really, really funny. I especially some of her like dating stories were so funny. 
I found them very relatable. Oh, totally. I thought they were very relatable too. And it's just like astonishing that someone as beautiful and funny and talented as her has created like dating stories that would be relatable to little old me, you know? <laughs> just, just us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it was, it was hilarious. I was laughing a lot at those jokes. Yeah, those were my favorite too. And it's like, they're not even really jokes. They're just like true tales. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it made me love her even more. She is really, really funny. Yeah, I hope that we see her in more things as well. Yeah. Agree. Well, who would you say is your crush of the week? Um, I hadn't really thought about this, but I think, I mean, my my one of my main notes from Homecoming is how hot Stephen James looked this season. So I'm I get to go first. So I'm gonna claim <laughs> him as crushed. <laughs> and we're allowed to pick the same one, but it's more fun when we don't. So it's like <laughs> whoever, whoever goes gets, first. Yeah. <laughs> but he, I was happy that I mean I don't know if it's a spoiler, but he was in this season a lot, and I hadn't expected that i kind of thought maybe he'd have like a cameo Mm -hmm. or something because i had heard that he was in it but i didn't know that he would be in it this much and so that was fun to see him because he's another person i want to see in more things he's really good yeah i agree he was like kind of a bright spot in this season for me too yeah i think that he i honestly think that he kind of held it together totally i mean he kind of made it feel like there was a plot because he tied it back to the first season Mm mm-hmm directly and so yeah well he, he really earned earned this top spot this week you know i he agree working, he had to work really hard <laughs> <laughs> um well since i'm letting you have him i will go with i finished watching search party um so i'm all caught up and ready for the new season and i'm gonna give it to john early because he is just especially in season two which is what i mostly watched this last um week um he his performance is just incredible and um everything he does makes me laugh including like the just even the way his face moves and um he can just like give someone a look and i think it's the funniest thing in the whole entire world so i love him and i just want to be best friends with him and i know we talk about him a lot but i just think that there's no such thing as talking him up too much so this one goes out to john early honestly yeah he's like a top tier crush yeah he's so freaking funny yeah he's my everything it's just our dream man one of them. One of we many. Have, we have a few. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully this episode finds you well. Hopefully there are some ideas of TV shows and movies that you can watch that can help you on your path to anti-racism. And um, if you have other ones that you would recommend to us, please send them our way. We're not going to stop seeking those out. And so um, please, if you have recommendations, we'd love to hear them and share them with everyone else. Please, please do. We know we only skimmed the surface. 
and um we also we know that like we're just a tiny little voice out there but we just want to like promote what we can you know like we staunchly believe black lives matter and we want to do even just in a tiny tiny way like amplify the black voices more than we have been doing and we want to and like even just selfishly i want to take in more content myself so seriously like recommend things to us we'd love to hear them yes please we love you and thanks for listening thank you bye bye